and that's why he is glorified in spite of and that's a miracle you know when i look at myself in the mirror it's a miracle to even find a reason why i can be loved or liked or if there is any other button in the facebook i mean all the negative buttons could be used uh, <laughs> but you know the lord is great the lord is great in in spite of all that and he has been proving himself true in my life these few days when my father is lying on his deathbed and i am made to understand by my wife that he is clinically dead actually they are just you know trying to inject current into his body and they're going to put up a huge big bill in front of me uh, they're not standing by my father they are standing by, beside my wallet and so i understand what is coming on and um, i know i'm going to be devastated if i hear a message from my wife that your father has passed away i will be devastated not surprised but devastated but my devastation cannot compare to the pain that he is going through if he is still alive made to be alive by machines and stuff like that because i don't think we decide how long a person lives he decides now lives are in his hands and i cannot add one stature to myself not one day or a second or a you know i wish i could add hair to my hair but you know we don't do that we can we can't do that but anyway it's a pleasure to be in my family church here i consider this as my family church because i have been thank you you know why i say that is because only crazy guys invite me again <laughs> and um, you might have heard me preach 2007 when i was here but i have survived and i have come back here again an invitation that i am very thankful to tim for because he has been my brother throughout this situation he stood by my side he has helped me to upgrade my ticket to go a little earlier i was supposed to leave on the 7th and i'm leaving on the 3rd and um i do not know what i'm going to get to i am walking on an unknown road and i tell you it's crazy and good because it's better to be on an unknown road with a known god than to be on a known road with you at the top of the line you know i think god is wise in what he is doing um i would like to speak to you uh, from certain portions of scripture but um in line with that i would like to let you know what god is doing in our country um just few days ago last year 2014 in the month of october we were preaching in a very interior village in assam just in the base of the himalayas in eastern india and there are many tribes there and uh, these tribals are extremely ferocious they are they don't understand logic or decency or civilization they just attack you if they don't hear what you what they want to hear so we had this church praying a shack type of church building and those kind of church buildings are very very um, strange you know the roof is made of bamboo thatched roof and uh, 
you can see the sky from the church. So the sun comes in, the rain comes in, and the blessing of the Lord comes in also. Now these people just kneel down and pray. That's all they do. Because they do not know much theology. They're illiterate people and they are daily tortured for the Lord who they only know personally in, in uh, a lack, of, not lack of scriptures. They just know him personally. So just recently when they were praying, a group of terrorists entered the church building. I mean broke open the wooden door. It just went like that. And they came inside. And as they were praying, they said, we were going to kill you because you're not supposed to be worshipping Jesus here. We belong to the ancient tribes. We have our ancient culture. And all these western religions have spoiled us. So they we going to kill you. We have warned you many times. You have not listened. So now it's going to be the last time. So you can say your prayer and say amen. After that, we will kill. And they did that. They decided to shoot. And they were blood all over the place. And little children running away. One little boy who ran away with bullet on his leg, injuries, he started limp and crossover. They uh, could not catch hold of him. So he just went to another village and took shelter. He was only 13 years old. And he was just praying all the time. He saw his own parents dying in the uh, shootout. And he started to weep and cry and pray. And so villagers came to, who are you? What has happened? They saw the bullet injury. They saw him crying. So they asked him, what has happened? So he narrated the entire event. Then said, why did you, why are you praying? You should, you should actually curse that God and go back to your religion. Then you will be saved. Otherwise they will kill you also. He said, no, I'm not going to run away. If Jesus died for me, I can die for him. And that family got saved. And that family got saved. And they started to share the gospel. And what happened, you know, one of their family members was part of the guy who was in the group who was shooting. So when he came back to came back after 20 days, he found their, his own family praying. So what's wrong with you guys? They, they said, we do not know what's wrong or what's right. We know Jesus now. And if that is something that we get to know, then you have a reason to die, you know. You know why people are not, why people are, you know, in our country there are many Christians who go into the, go to the government um, places demanding for protection for the minorities. We are minorities in our country, Christians are less in number and they want me to join them to give power to the, uh, give the kind of, uh, you know, Submit a memorandum to the government to protect, give us protection because we live in a democratic country. And I don't want to join this group because my protection does not come from a guy sitting in the bench there who moves his pen on a piece of paper which is valid for five years. My unction comes from the Holy Spirit. 
and it comes from Jesus who died for me on the cross of Calvary and if so much of that is only tales and nice things to hear the Lord is my fortress and my shield and my rock that makes no sense if that rock and the shield is not tested right there in the time of shooting why am I my father told me why are you so careful about your body and about your life if you are a if you are a follower of Christ you must be dead and a dead person does not have an agenda the dead person does not have a way to say what are you doing with my hand what are you doing with my legs you're already dead you have nothing to say just be dead in in, in Adam and be alive in Christ so before I came he gave he laid his hands on my head that's what they do in India. Elders, they put their hand on the head of the, their sons and he blessed me. He told me, go and deliver what you have to deliver. Don't come back before you have delivered the entire message. I'll be all right. And I tell you, even if he's here or he is there, he's all right. He's all right. Not because he's my dad, but because he's the son of God. He's a child of God. He's all right. Difficult for me to say that, but the Lord gives me power to say that. Look at Matthew chapter 26, verse 26. And we are very familiar to this particular passage of the scripture. And as they were eating, Jesus took bread blessed it and break it and gave it to the disciples and said take eat this is my body and as they were eating it was not a special dinner it was an everyday dinner it was not a specially arranged auspicious moment it was an ordinary everyday moment when we talk about Jesus we always think that something special is going to happen no he didn't come in our special moments he came in our everyday moments and he is now entering into a situation where they had probably had dinners like this before as they were eating and mind you in in our part of the world just like in Israel the bread is cooked in a earthen oven it tastes much better I can guarantee you that It's like tandoori bread, like pita bread, but it's nicer because it's made in the oven, not in a microwave oven, not in a, you know, line of um, ovens that Western countries have, but it's in a very, very normal organic kind of situation where you can actually feel the heat in spite of whether it is 114 degrees Fahrenheit. Normally, it's probably 145 there, you know, and you're there and enjoying this bread that is being cooked. And that bread was coming to the table, and in the center of the table, there was this big basket, and the bread was being brought there as it was being made. That is how it is done. We don't pile up the breads from before. Everyone sits down, and the kitchen starts to work. And the bread was being brought to the table 
Now there were hungry disciples surrounding Jesus. And Jesus takes one of the bread from that pile of breads, right? He didn't take a special bread. You're not special. He just took you in his hand, that's all. Now, where does the bread come from? It comes from an ordinary oven made from wheat, crushed at the crushers, and is brought to the kitchen, and they work on it. And it's not important where the bread was coming from. It is more important where the bread is going. Just like that bread, we are all born of Adam. An ordinary oven. Fallen situation. Jesus takes me in his hand. Now, we are all, you know, different groups of people. I am from India. So, many, many Americans, are, because of lack of information, they think I am an Indian, so I must speak Indian. There is no Indian language as such, mind you. Because if you want to pick an Indian language, you have to pick out of 333. So which is Indian? Which is more Indian? There is no Indian language. There are several languages. So, but just to help you in understanding where I come from, I come from the eastern part of India and by lineage, I'm a Bengali. That's the crazier, crazier part of India who they did not like to include. I'm from that race, the Bengali race. You know why I'm a Bengali? Because my father was a Bengali. And you know why my father was a Bengali? Because his father was a Bengali. That's how my mind works. And how, why did my fa- grandfather become a Bengali? Because his, great, his, grandfather, his father was a Bengali. And that's how he became a Bengali. And then if I start to climb back in my ancestor ladder, I'll come and get stuck at Adam. But Adam was not a Bengali. Similarly, you can be very proud Italian. And Italians and Indians are very proud. Put us in a room together, we'll have World War 60 maybe. We love to eat and we love to talk. So, Italians are Italians because their parents are Italians. That's the ancestor. But go, go back and you get stuck at Adam. Adam was definitely not an Italian. So what kind was Adam? Yeah, it's a good answer. Everything, right? Because God is everything. He's God kind. Adam was made in the image and likeness of God. He was not mankind. He was God kind. He became mankind after he fell. Before he was God kind. He was created in the very likeness and image of God. And God is definitely not Italian or a Jew. If God was Jew, he must have had a origin in a Jewish lineage. And that means he must be a race. And if he is a race, he is not a creator. He is not the, create, he is not the creator, but he is a created one. Anyone who belongs to a race must be born to belong to that race. God definitely is not Jewish. 
or Indian or Bengali. He's just God. If you start to give him a race, you've already limited him to a particular genre. It's what God is not. And this Adam, he previous, prior to his eating of the fruit, he was naked. After the eating of the fruit, he was still naked. What changed? Before he was God conscious, now he's self-conscious. Are we or not all self-conscious? Before he was, now he's trying to be. The rich, young, the rich young ruler came to Jesus and said, What must I do to, be, to have eternal life? What must I do? It's not what you do, it's what you are. So then when Jesus saw that he's talking about doing, so he gave him a whole line of doings. It's not who I, what I do, but who God wants me to be. Now, that bread was... Coming from the kitchen, this is ordinary bread. We are all coming from that fallen Adam. We are also churned out of that kitchen called Adam's kitchen. We belong to the Adam's family, although it's a creepy cereal. <laughs> but to tell you the truth, some of those secular people say it like it is. We try to make it look nice. But Adam's family, we belong to Adam's family. Now we belong to God's family, but the transition is extremely crazy. We cannot call it a miracle only. It's a blessing God has given to us, which we do not merit. We're nothing from ourselves. The bread cannot be from any other place except from the kitchen. So this bread is in the hand of Christ. It's not who you are, but whose you are. The bread is no more of the kitchen. The bread is now, out of all the breads, it's in the hand of Jesus. All of us want to be in the hand of Christ, right? We want to be in his hand. We want to be in his will. We want to be the where God wants us to be. It's all very Christian. But the next thing is not very happy because he blesses it. So that till then, I think you, you're, you're with me. When he takes the bread, it's like his authority over the bed. Now he can do whatever he wants with it. When he takes the bread, he then blesses it. He takes the bread, blesses it. We all want to be blessed, right? But we don't want to have the after effect of the blessing, which is breaking. Whatever he blesses, he will break. And if I consider myself to be here in a wrong time, my father is suffering and I'm breaking, I am blessed. Because God can only bless that which he has blasted. He will blast us first. He will destroy us first. He will take away the Adamic lineage pride from us, our Italian pride or Bengali pride or Jewish pride. He will bless us only after he's broken us. So what God has in his hand, he will bless. And he will do nothing other than blessing it. He will bless it. 
and you might have us uh, or we, I might have a stereotype understanding of what is blessing. We think that cars are a blessing or a bike is a blessing or a house is a blessing. Those are provisions, not blessing because provisions have a validity date. Valid blessings do not have. When God gives me his, what is blessing? In Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3 it says, Blessed be God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us, blessed us with all spiritual blessings. No material blessings. All spiritual blessings. In Christ Jesus, in heavenly places. And I was a little disappointed because you don't get Harley Davidson in heavenly places. I'm, I, I love to play music, you know, I love to play the guitar. Lord, in, the, in heaven there will be no guitar. I'm sure there will be guitar. I'm sure there will be better guitars than here. But that is not my ultimate aim to get a guitar in heaven. Am I looking for Jesus or a guitar? Now, when I talk about blessing, he blesses us because he can only bless that which he breaks. But he takes it first before he breaks it. He takes it, blesses it, and then he's breaking it. Now, when he breaks the bread, it becomes one piece or many pieces? Several pieces, right? It's broken into several pieces. Acts chapter 8, verse 1, it says, And great persecution arose against the church at Jerusalem. And the disciples were scattered abroad. Persecution is the instrument of God to bless his uh, body. That is his instrument of blessing. Otherwise that family wouldn't have come to know the Lord. The guy who was holding the gun. And today they are preaching the gospel and they're bringing terrorists to the Lord. Because they were persecuted. And when you are persecuted, you will be scattered. Because the body, when it is blessed, it is broken into many pieces. Scattering is done because it is many. You cannot scatter one piece. You can scatter many pieces. When it becomes crumble, it becomes little pieces, bits and pieces. You can scatter them. And then he says, very strangely, because the words of Jesus don't hold logic in many, at many times. Jesus took bread, still it is bread. Blesses it, it's still bread. But after he breaks it, it's not bread anymore. What is it? Gave it to the disciple and said, take it, this is my body, not bread anymore. That's a strange kind of explanation. Bread, which is broken, becomes a body. Not many parts of the body, but one body. We do so many, conduct so many seminars, so many big meetings. We try to unite the body of Christ. And that is done by the power of man. You know, when the son of Zadok tried to help the Ark of the Covenant from not falling down, 
Remember that? And God struck him. Because we try to help in protecting the glory of God. Stop being involved in God's reputation. Many times we try to explain the Bible, make it sound so easy to understand so that people can believe it. So we have this pre-digested, pre-cooked, tailored-made, user-friendly Jesus that nobody, that nobody has any issues with. He looks the same as I was before I was saved. So when he is taking that, he's saying this is my body, not body pieces, one body, because it's scattered, it's broken. We try to get, get together and we try to make things work out. No. Let the Lord do it. When we do it, it's going to be utopia. When he does it, it becomes body. Why are we trying to sell a kind of utopia to the world? That if you, ask, if you have Jesus, all your problems are solved. I can guarantee you, if you receive Jesus, the right Jesus, your problems then will start. That I can guarantee you. People who you never knew will start to know you and hate you. Because there are many different versions of Jesus being parodied in this world today. And we have 33 million gods and goddesses in our country. And we blame them. But they do not know the truth. We know the truth. And we parod many different Jesuses. So at the end of the whole thing, we have produced double the sons of hell. We have not produced Christians. They may raise their hands. They may say praise the Lord. They may use those passwords which bring them entry into your hearts. And you can say these are real cool guys. You know, they are nice to hang out with. But we put them in a dire situation. Put them in a situation of torture and, and want. Then you will know. Because on the day of the leavened bread... Many people believed in Jesus for the miracles that he did. John chapter 2 verse 24. Many believed him for the miracles that he did. Verse 25. But Jesus did not believe himself on them. Because he knew what is in the heart of man. Believers believe for themselves. Disciples believe for him. Now the bread is... Broken becomes the body. Unless you and I are broken, we cannot be united. Jesus sent John the Apostle to the Isle of Patmos. It's surrounded by hungry vultures. It's an island full of dead corpse. You will not find one passage in that book of Revelation where John is grumbling about his situation. You will not find one place. A truly persecuted man will never talk about his persecution. Job said, although my skin has fallen away and melted away because the skin warms that has eaten my body because of the advanced cancer that I'm in, my bones are looking at the sun 
yeah i know my redeemer lives that is the power of the holy spirit i want to smile at impossibilities not a session in a church but an obsession with god and if i am if i have confronted god if god has encountered me and he has come in my life i am allowed to ask him any question even if it is not scriptural because he is my father and i can ask him anything i want that is the freedom he grants me in his presence and that body is now in many pieces and he gives us to his disciples said take eat this is my body this is what we see in the persecuted church scattering and the and great persecution arose against the church at jerusalem why is it great it is not just persecution but is great persecution why is the why is the adjective great put there you know why because my god is great and he is about to churn out a great church and he will do that through great persecution and greatly they were persecuted so they were scattered and when they were scattered in verse 4 in acts chapter 8 is written and all those who were scattered went abroad preaching the gospel what if i would be scattered the first place i would like to go is the police station is to call the government to attention and pass a bill that will protect the christians and the minority rights of our country so many people want me knock at my door send me emails come on join us i said why is the bible not true do you not read the bible no no it's good in the bible but it's not we have to also be do something i said why i've tested the lord and i've seen his good is not an idea or a philosophy or a good person he is god in my midst and i have no understanding of that kind of thing that i have to go and stand before a government official and plead with him to give me protection when my son tells me your god is good in the pulpit don't take him outside the church building you say i am the light we are the light of the world but you are pretty pretty low in the light give me oil in my chevy keep my testimony heavy as the song used to sing give me oil in my lamp keep me burning because that song is have been done away with quite a lot some of these old songs have gone our lamp has to be burning day and night your door shall be open day and night isaiah chapter 60 verse 11 your door will be open day and night the heart of a christian must be open day and night because he scattered he will go and preach wherever you are scattered the mission work started because of scattering in matthew chapter 10 verse 23 it says and when they persecute you in one city go to the other city flee from that place and go to the other city and then you will be persecuted there then flee to another city 
and we will persecute it. They flee to another city. And it goes on and on till the whole household of Israel and thereby the whole world comes to know Jesus is the true living God. God left himself to become myself. That is mission work. He leaves heaven and glory and power and omniscience, omnipresence and omnipotence to become feeble, weak, thirsty and hungry just like you and me and having all kinds of situations that you and I would say, remember, just, just look how the miracles of Christ were done before his cross. But he did not do any miracle after the cross. He did all the miracles before the cross. And with Jesus are we preaching? That Jesus who did miracles before the cross. He was not having any marks in his hands. He was not bruised. He was not crucified as yet. That is the reason why people don't disturb me. When I say Jesus walked on water, people will come to me. Muslims and Hindus and Buddhists will surround me. He said, Jesus walked. He was tripping, man. What kind of drug was he on? Because I used to be in that kind of thing, you know, before. And I used to feel like I'm walking on water. I didn't walk on water, but I felt like walking on water. And when I felt like walking on water too much, I really tried to walk on water. And I found I was wet. All the way. I was not walking on water. I was drowning in water. But... All those things when I tell the people, they do not have any stones in their hand to throw at me. When I, tell Je- when, when I preach about Jesus who healed the, five, who healed the sick and the lame and brought the you know, dead back to life, they don't hit me and they don't, there is no controversy there. When I talk about Jesus who fed the 5,000, then everybody is very happy. Oh, we are hungry. Bring us that Jesus who can feed us then we do not have to stand in the ration counter anymore. There is no problem. You will have crowds of people. You will need the police to control the crowds. But talk about that Jesus who said, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one comes from the Father but by me. You are calling for trouble. Are you willing to be troubled? I am challenging you. Are you willing to be troubled? Don't say that to your children at home in a closed door. Say it outside where the children are being tortured in school when they're passing bills which will tell you you cannot pray in class. You know, many people ask me, how do you preach the gospel there? Where there's so many different religions and they're all with stones in their hand. Just preach the gospel, be stoned. Is there any other softer way to do it? Be troubled. And if he wants you to be around, he will take you out of the trouble. Because my father was preaching once in a village and he was surrounded by many people smiling at him. He thought they were liking his message. But they were actually there to kill him. They all had ponchos on the mountains. They were this kind of blankets with a hole on the head and they keep their hands inside. And these guys, they were having swords in the hand. You cannot see them from outside because it was hidden by the big poncho, you know. 
So as my father was preaching, he was going at the, you know, he was just talking about the blood of Jesus and all that. And suddenly he saw from under the um, blanket something shining. But he didn't know what it was. He thought maybe it was chains hanging from their belt or something because these Buddhist people have these long kind of things. The Lord revealed what they were having in, his, in the hands. So my father said to them, do what you have to do and do it quickly. He didn't ask the Lord to help him out. Do what you have to do and do it quickly. You know, the same spirit that came into Jesus when he spoke to Judas. Do what you have to do and do it quickly. The same thing happened to my father. And you know what? These guys came to know Jesus and they were the founders with my father of the India Evangelistic Crusade that I represent today. Because if they did not do it quickly, somebody else did it very fast. The Holy Spirit just ripped them apart. You have a sword made by a steel factory. I have a sword, the word of God, which has no beginning and no end. And that ripped them apart. And this is not a story. It's not a, it's not a parable. It's not a figure of speech. It is what happens in your and my daily life if you can test him and yeah taste him not test him taste him and see that the lord is good so when you taste an apple you need to bite into it right you cannot lick on it so many times we preach the gospel in a way people lick, lick us it feels nice but bite that's not good you know See, biting, the bite will actually bring the taste of the apple into the mouth of the person who has those teeth. And the people around you have teeth. The Hindus and the Buddhists and the people around you, the secular world and the intellectual world, the politically correct world have teeth. And you are that fruit that they want to bite into. And unless they bite into you, how can they know the Lord is good? We pray, Lord, don't let us bite us. We are praying against the spirit of the Lord. We are praying against his wishes and his desires. In this world you shall have tribulation. That is a promise, not a suggestion. In this world ye shall have tribulation. And that is a promise. Why are we praying against the promise? Why are we settling for less? The less is to be protected. The more is to be protected in him. In spite of not being protected in the world. Why are we choosing that as the less and this as the more? Abraham, Abraham gave a choice to Lot. Because his servants and their servants were fighting. So this is enough. We have to separate. He took Lot to the top of the mountain and showed him the right side and the left side. You know that. The right side was the green watered land and the left side was the arid, desert, merciless land. Now, Abraham did not say that I will exist in either side. 
just ask him which side you want so lot naturally you and i would choose the same as lot he chose the green side the well watered the well promising side he chose it also for his family because they would live well if i have a bank account which is big i would choose that side why choose a bank account which has zero balance abraham chose that side he chose the side which is going to promise him a future that he can work with i mean lot now what would you think that abraham chose naturally we would think he chose the arid side right he didn't choose the arid side he didn't choose the dry side he didn't choose the dry side and say hey lord you're very materialistic so you choose that side for your family very selfish but you know what i am i have faith in my god this dry land this arid land where there is no birds flying there is no tree growing my god shall make that tree grow and make that water run and make the streams flow in the desert that sounds very hyper because if that is the case if abraham said that i believe that land will also become watered by supernatural means and you are looking at natural means what is the difference between abraham and lot i think abraham would be worse than lot abraham at least depending on natural resources and here abraham uh, lot is depending on natural resources and here abraham is commanding god to make a supernatural provision for him that is actually not using him calling him as a lord but using him as a servant i would not believe that abraham would do that and so it was not written in the bible for the good reason you know what god what abraham had chosen he had chosen god he did not choose the right or the left he chose god he had his choice already made for him jehovah jireh was not god is my provider for him jehovah jireh was god is my provision jesus did not say abide around me he said abide in me why are we looking at jesus being the blessing machine salvation machine and provider while he is the provision to which we are being called why are we so satisfied in walking on known roads let's walk on an unknown road because scattering will take place and we will not know where we are going but verse 4 in acts chapter 8 says and those who were scattered they went abroad preaching the gospel and the lord added souls to the church jesus said many hard things and we pastors and theologians and people who stand in the pulpit we try to explain it away like jesus said if you cannot hate your mother father brother sister and come after me you're not worthy of me am i saying am i am i misquoting it did he say that use the word hate why are we trying to soften it down and making it sound like loveless Jesus is not a nice person he's a righteous man he's not calling you to niceness he's calling you to righteousness he's calling you and me to live a righteous life not a nice life the niceness is devil's lot he is the nice man he will change himself to the very angel of light and in second corinthians 11 verse 14 it says and do not be surprised for the devil 
changes himself to look like the son of God. Because he is not just the antichrist against him, he is in place of Christ, in antichrist. And so we have to be careful which Christ are we following. This Jesus, he doesn't want you and me to hold up his reputation. It's like the son of Zadok trying to hold up the Ark of the Covenant. Through our understanding of what is right and wrong. If that church in Assam has now given birth to 24 other churches, what can go wrong? They can be persecuted further and it will become 48. Persecuted further, it will become 96. That's the way it will work. The more the church is persecuted, and Tertullian said that, the seed of the church is the blood of the martyrs. Because we are in the hand of the Lord. He has blessed us. He's broken us. Now we are going to be distributed. And mind you, that body was not broken, right? I mean, his bones were not broken. His body was broken. It's an oxymoron in the Bible. The blood of the body of Jesus is broken for you. That's what we say when we do our communion. The body of Christ broken for you. It's broken. You are the different pieces of that broken body. But why is it that his bones are not broken? Because the bones hold the body together. And his bones were not broken. And that is why however scattered we might be, and the more scattered we are, we are going to be, the more united we will be. Because John the Apostle, when he was in the Isle of Patmos, he said, I, John, your brother, fellow sufferer with Christ. Fellowship comes through suffering with Christ. Fellowship comes because we are crucified together. We are following a crucified Lord. We are following a crucified Lord with a, ourselves crucified also. There is no more agenda left for us. There's only one thing, just follow when the Lord speaks, he creates. And he may create something today in your life and my life. He spoke things into being. Let the church be formed. Because you know he will not speak to a formed, full, bright something. He will he will create from formless void and that which does not have any human wisdom darkness he will bring his creation so he wants us to come to that situation where we are yielded completely vacated complete ourselves and we are yielded in his hands lord you're the porter i'm the clay make me and mold me may the lord bless you all may the lord keep on breaking all of us till that time we are made that body because we are part of that body. May God bless you. Otherwise, you would not be praying for me in India. Who cares who is there in India? I would not care who is in America. But how is that we are bonded together and we pray for each other and we cry for each other and we feel for each other? Why? It does not have to be that way. But it is that way now because we are bought by that precious blood of Jesus. It's flowing. And because his body is broken, it is flowing. It will flow even today. And it will flow through a body, not through the body of Christ, 
which was historical body, that body, that physical body, but is going to flow through the church, the body of Christ onto this earth. May the Lord bless us all and do continue to pray for our ministry and my family. Thank you.